Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Cody, how you doing, man? How is uh how is core uh, treating you? You know, I gotta say, like I doing bizarrely well. Like uh, I stopped counting the days when day like sixty five hit, but for like the yeah. first forty days, like my existence wasn't too much different than it normally is, as far as like just staying in my apartment and not going anywhere. Uh, so like that's been pretty normal. The only thing that I'm missing is guys. I uh, like I miss just grabbing like expensive lunches with friends. Like that's the one thing. <laughs> Like just <laughs> getting getting some sushi, getting some like pizza, like all that's the only thing that I think I've really been missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I I've gotten to this thing lately where I've just been taking drives like once a week. Like I'll go like the uh, like I'll drive to like Long Beach, I'll do the PCH, I'll like drive deep into the valley and come back. Like that's been like the thing that's been keeping me mentally the most uh, cleared and anchored over the past like I guess three months at this point two and a half yeah. months oh my god yeah that <laughs> used to be a thing that people did i think in like at least based on my uh deep historical knowledge from Mad Men uh and like <laughs> one other movie uh i think people used to like go on the sunday drive together where driving was the destination like people would yeah. just drive for pleasure yeah. uh and i find myself like coming up with an excuse to just like go for a spin around the neighborhood well that used to be like the whole thing when like in high school like when we were driving and shit albums would come out on tuesdays oh yeah you pick up a new cd and then you'd go fucking mob around in johnny johnno's infinity you know what i mean shout out to that path of that qx4 with on 20s and those guys tried to rob us that one time but that was like the activity was merely just like music and driving uh, yeah, and I'm uh, realizing yeah. I'm doing that again a little bit too. Where like like you're saying, Cody, I'll take the I'll take the longest way to go get something. Yeah, I uh, the, they dropped the Chronic on Spotify like two or three weeks ago, and I put that on and drove to Long Beach. And man, let me tell you, <laughs> it was a mood. Wow. It was a good mood, boys. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The nice thing for me has been that I have never had a driver's license, so <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing to miss, really. Right. <laughs> By yeah. design. Yeah. yeah. I, I walk, I, I only go as far as the Walgreens, and then there's an invisible force field, because that's when I get tired. <laughs> You're stuck in your own little, little video Ed game. TV yeah. over here. <laughs> Cody, you've also Truman been show. blessing the world, uh, and super producer uh, Daniel, who's not here today, but a uh, big Doughboys fan, and he oh, came boy. letting us know about uh, the the Baja Blast homemade. Oh, uh, yeah. I so first <laughs> of all, recipe. Like, so like uh, I want to I want to set the record straight. I gave the wrong mix level in the Doughboys. I said one to one. It should be 80 percent uh, Mountain Dew, twenty percent Blue Powerade. Blue Powerade, not Gatorade. Okay. Blue Powerade. Oh, keep it in the Pepsi family. Yeah, Pepsi family. I'm all about that branding, North Carolina. Shout out, Kings. We stand. Um, I will say that even with that 20 to 80% ratio, it is there is so much uh, high fructose corn syrup that you're putting into your body that like you instantly get sleepy and shut down. So like I got to say, don't do it when you have things to do during the day. If you're like, right. you know, maybe you're like, you're like actually care about the things that you put in your body and not like me who just ingest all types of organ meats and poison. 
Um, I will say I would not recommend doing it more than once a day or maybe even more than once a week. It's a lot of it's like it's a lot of glucose you're putting into your body. But yeah. if you're looking for a hack and you're like you're not near a Taco Bell, get that 80, 20 percent going and it'll set your life straight. All right. Have you uh, tried the Baja Blast Mountain Dew Zero that they've been no. releasing in cans? That just I didn't even know the, that. That uh, was this is breaking news. Wait, what is this? this? Hit the oh, shelves. Jack, of, don't uh, tell Ralph. him about it. Save this. Don't oh save yourself. Cody. Well, so listen. Uh, I've got some breaking news of my own. Is I got a bad batch. I got a bunch oh, of no. uh, flat Mountain Dew uh, Zero Baja Blasts. Whoa. Which oh, I was wow. very unhappy about. Wait, what do you mean you got a bad batch? Like, what, what, what the flavor <laughs> it was, was flat. Really it wasn't cut off? properly. Oh, it was flat. It was flat. Oh, no. Yeah, wow. You should go back to the grocery store. Espe- now more than ever, you should go now to more the grocery than ever, store. Give them a piece of my be- mind. And, and, like, let me, me. Let me my film you going flat. off. <laughs> yeah. And you open each can, go, you hear that? Nothing. You hear that? Nothing. You hear that? Nothing. I came here for carbonation. <laughs> Fortunately, I have more than enough uh, of good batches because I, I bought out the whole shelf. So, oh shit, uh, flex. They're like, sir, uh, well, right. you seem to be the only person with that problem. Everyone else been happy, and like Cody says, I came here for carbonation, not <laughs> yeah. obfuscation. Yeah, <laughs> you can't pull wool over my eyes, guys. <laughs> guys, what is a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false, or vice versa? So we talked about this. I mean, this is an old, this is again, another very old reference. But uh, there was a thing, there was a myth going around in the 1980s about Phil Collins, lead singer of Genesis. Phil Collins sang a song in the air tonight. And the myth about the song was that he had watched someone else watch someone drown, which we're like, doesn't that mean you watch them drown? Too? You fucking yeah. watched them drown. No, I was just focused on the bystander. Oh no, you no, saw no. him drown. You you watched. No. Like, what was that guy doing no. over there? What's that no. splashing sound? No, no, I have. So 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 then apparently he wrote in the internet where the lyrics in the song were, and I was there and I saw what, what you did. did saw, saw it with my own two eyes. Which is somewhat of a bit misnomer because he didn't do anything. He just sat there and watched the guy drown. So, so you right. saw he, what he didn't do. Right. But so you you were there. You saw what he did. So you were, so then the myth was that he invited that guy to a concert and then sang that song to him to let him know that he <laughs> saw him watch another person drown. Which to us was like sounds like a logistical nightmare. Because what if? <laughs> You send the guy tickets, and he comes. Then you gotta like be like, did he get here? Then did he all get the here? Other, is he so here? then now the whole band is in on it too. They're so like, like, guys, right. Phil Collins is like saying to like Mike Rutherford and the other guys in Genesis. Guys, that was, that wasn't Genesis. It's Phil Collins by himself. Oh, that's right. Phil Collins. Was, he's saying to the band, "Hey guys, listen, we gotta have a real loose set list tonight. It's gotta bounce around." Because what if he's like ready to sing the song and the guy's out taking yeah. a leak? You know what right. I mean? Or get, <laughs> right. getting a hot dog. Or so something. now it's like maybe did they start the song and then notice he was gone and go to another song and then it makes him look very it it's it's a plan with a lot of holes that feels like a huge mistake. So that feels like a myth that you know we all accept is true, but it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> 
I wonder I if also, he really did see someone drown, though. I, or, Do the, a lot of people still believe that, though? Like that he, and then he's just trying to create some kind of layer of like liability insurance. Right. right. Like, I merely like watched. My friend the person is who was having negligent. marital trouble. Right. My right. friend <laughs> witnessed somebody drown. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and didn't what? do anything. And that's why I wrote this. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of people in Phil Collins' life who are saying, "Are you your friend?" Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Are you yeah, your friend? Exactly. Yeah. I think people believe that he saw something. Because how would right. you write that song? I mean, unless he just is like it's a metaphor for you know whatever. But maybe is, two hearts beating at just one time was him saying those two people are actually one. It's all me. Right, that all was me. his confession song. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I have to think that's true. I think we've solved it. We solved it. We busted that myth. <laughs> what was your other myth, Rand? I think uh, Nugenics is like a crazy myth that it helps you because, you know, you see all those ads for like Frank Thomas, you know, the former <laughs> yeah. white size. The big like, hurt. Big hurt. <laughs> no, that's the, my so favorite. The woman, the woman, he goes, the woman at the restaurant yes. is like, no, no, they're at the bar. She's like, hey, that's Frank Thomas. The big hurt. It's like, you don't know that that's the big hurt. Right. You don't. I know that as a child of the 90s, like who yeah. loved baseball. But like when right. I, every time I see that, the first time I saw the commercial is so jarring because I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, A, Frank Thomas looks great. No shade to him. But who who could he possibly be selling something I to? Mean, I mean, I don't want to throw shade to him. He looks fine. All right. He doesn't look like unbelievable. It's not well, like you look at right. Frank Thomas and you're like, no, I watched like Mike Tyson throw some punches in like a oh. little like video display. And I'm like, that dude is in his 50s and like he's jacked and he's like, Frank Thomas doesn't look like that. Frank Thomas looks yeah. like smooth Frank and Thomas good. looks like well, he a looks guy. like he wasn't like abusing his body after the sports more right. than looked, anything. Right. Frank Thomas looks like he works out three days a week and only his upper body. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's what Frank he certainly doesn't look like he's been cut out of granite by eugenics. No. So Frank, yeah. Frank Thomas looks like someone who like at meals with his wife is like, she's like, you've had, don't have another piece of bread because the meal is coming. He's like, I can Nugenics back up. Nugenics. I'm on Nugenics. Nugenics says I can. And these people are freaking out. And then the guy, and then he says to the guy, and she'll enjoy it too. And my son watched that, and my son was like, he's 11. He's like, why? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why. We don't know why she'll enjoy it. I really don't know. Right. She's going to enjoy it. It tastes good. It tastes like Kool Aid. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I was just reading up. Uh, Phil Collins on Fallon said that the meaning was he was going through a divorce. Oh, that's what, that's what he says. So he saw someone else watch she, someone drown. Drowning yeah. and you could not lend a hand? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. I mean, yeah, look, know. it's all metaphors, you know? Like, I guess in that Wait. sense, you can use that to explain. Okay, no, you want? Should no, we really no. break it down? Yes. Yes. <laughs> how, how is him going through a divorce? How is that? Watching another, watching another man burn. watch someone else drown. Like, if he's the guy going through it, who's he watching right. drown? Who's he watching watch another person drown? He himself? Is, yeah, like, or it's, like, really passive-aggressive. Like, he's taking shots at his ex-wife. It's like, you saw right. me just drowning there. You didn't fucking help me. The That's fuck? right. That's it. I was the one yeah. drowning. Or maybe it's or just, you like, calling for- his ex-wife a really bad friend. Being yeah, like, yeah. Man, you really could have helped your friend out there. She was going exactly. through something just because it's, it's a divorce friend. song. It's very petty. Yeah, He's yeah. like, it's the metaphor. I am the friend. I am also <laughs> dra- drowning. I'm also drowning. Right, exactly. I wonder, okay, now, was it that he caught them cheating? 
Maybe. Because if you said, mm. well, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. I've seen That's your right. face before, my friend, but I don't know if you know who I am. Well, I was there, and I saw what you did. I saw it with my saw own with two my eyes, so eyes. you can wipe it off that grin. I know where I know you where it's been. been. It's oh, all man, been a pack, a pack of lies. Yeah, we hit that drum Those are my favorite lyrics of the song, by the way. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that, that, that. amazing. Well, it actually uh, comes later on. It's it's no stranger to you. All right. And me. Well, do, do, you know do, what, do, Miles? Do, do. It was it was fine. Good point, Miles. Good point. People were gonna Miles, let us honor, go. Dude. Hey, you gotta respect um, that Phil. Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, Phil, that drum Phil and Phil. There you double, go. Double double Phil. <laughs> double Phil. <laughs> we are thrilled to have with us, uh, coming from Minneapolis, uh, the rapper, former. Daily Zeitgeist guest uh, at our Minneapolis live show uh, and at our Minneapolis hotel room record, P.O.S. What's going on, man? What's going on, you guys? It is really good to see you, Zoom with you. Um, yeah, man, it's great to see you. Uh, obviously, been thinking about you a lot in the past couple days uh, and just wanted to kind of have you on and hear, you know, what what things look like from your perspective right now in Minneapolis. Well, I'll I'll say it like this: It's super sad, and it's I mean it's crazy. It is a pandemic, and people are rioting. And it's yeah. I am, I mean I am too afraid to die to jump into a pandemic and get close with people for the most part. Anyway, I had a kidney transplant a few years back, so I'm not I'm you know I'm I'm suppressed. I can't I can't right. risk. But I would, sure. I would, I would be out there right now, even in a pandemic, if it wasn't like that. It's scary and it's sad. I woke up and saw the video before I, I even had the crust out of my eyes, and yeah, I've. It's been emotional. That's how it was. Yeah. yeah, it's been emotional for days. I didn't even, re I didn't realize what I was seeing until it was like halfway over, and then I like sat up in bed and just, you know, cried all day, man. This is. This is not even a big city. Like, yeah, I could ride a bike to where it happened in a half hour. You know, mm -hmm. drive there in five minutes. Like, yeah. yeah, you can. I mean, all that. Every city is ex experiencing the same thing to a certain extent because it, whether it's L.A., uh, there are people demonstrating, shutting the 101 down in New mm -hmm. Orleans. Every, just everywhere, there are people just everywhere because building. It's been pressured up. Yeah. And every, you know, with every George Zimmerman that gets off and, you know, Eric Garner type death, another sort of pebble is put on the scales of our backs in terms of the emotional trauma we deal with as, as black Americans uh, and have to continually witness the cycle of, here's the pattern. We get killed. There are no consequences. That signals to others. We are, it's open season. And the frustrations you are seeing spill out into the streets is what, you know, that's, that's, that's what real, that's what pain looks like. That's what feeling powerless looks like. It may look like they're, it, oh, look how powerful they're setting things down. No, no, no. That is a product of feeling powerless. And that is the only recourse you have to feel heard because the, the words don't work anymore. It's powerlessness. It's hurt. And it's rage, man. It's rage. Yeah. You know, it's rage and it, nothing changes. Nothing I don't know. Every time something like this happens, which is all the fucking time, people <laughs> fight and people want to get something done to change something or to make like actual structural changes. But it seems like every city just doubles down 
in Minneapolis, they are proposing, not proposing, but they are going for an $8 million budget increase for the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, similar thing in LA. Yeah, there's, yeah. what did you say, Miles? It was like a $3, $3 billion dollars being sunk into. And it, it feels like the expectation is because there's a pandemic going on that these sort of things can be passed through without anybody really noticing it. But right. Yeah, rather than like the things that matter, which are, you know, like subsidized housing, affordable housing, exactly. hou- helping the unhoused. Public. That's really the problem in this city because it's yeah, not just the hiring crime. more people to reinforce the status quo. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And that's. It, it feels like on top of all of that uh, with Trump, it's so easy to blame everything on Trump. But in, in, in real life, like all these people who have had these bullshit agendas. For years and years and years, all of a sudden, not only do they have like an open door with nobody paying attention, but they have somebody kind of on top of every system from the state level up who is there like, yeah, yeah, it's floodgates time, man. Do your thing. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. Just waving all the nonsense through. It is really hard and it is really frustrating. And yeah, like I said, I would be out there too. What's it like, you know, because you you have like a son who's 20. Yeah. uh, And... And he, he was out there in a mask. He's out there every night. He's he's my kid. So he's been to protests when he, he was on my shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. And now he's out there on his own, knowing how to do it and knowing where to be. And I'm scared, man. I'm scared. It's it's a pandemic. You can't be like, hey, I know you're already right. wearing a mask, but keep that distance too. But yeah, there's no, what, what other choice do we have? Yeah. You know, no. like we haven't, like we're, death is on the doorstep either way man and they're not just they're they're they protesting at the precinct and they're protesting at the that officer's house yeah the murderer's house the murderer's house that the they wouldn't deliver food to him last night and they're just yeah chanting. I saw that. yeah they're chant they're chanting what's his name george like outside the chauvin or whatever his name is yeah and there's a he he's been involved with four shootings or deaths already. Hey, right. I have no idea how he's still a cop. Right. The thing that yeah, the thing that struck me the most in that video is him leaning on this man's neck with his fucking hands in his pocket and the yeah. most casual look on his face. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Oof. And with just, the other cops just standing there too, just like casually observing it. It's just yeah, I, I read that he had 18 prior complaints against him before this. Yeah. And no one did anything. Yeah, nobody does anything. Slap on the wrist. Yeah. Sorry. It's hard to not just yell and get emotional. No, and yeah. I think, and the thing that we have to also keep our eye on is that these these systems are preserved by our legislators and that's why it's so important that we elect people that aren't going to cape for these people. Amy Klobuchar declined to ever prosecute even this officer, this exact officer who killed him, who killed George Floyd. She had the opportunity to prosecute him and multiple police officers for excessive force and did not. And this is because we have this system in place that we have to, you know, the police are able to support, to to reinforce our predatory white supremacist capitalist system. And And that's that's what they are there for. That's, who they're there to protect is fucking Target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shops yeah. at Target. They got great stuff, whatever. But like, man, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care to see a Target go up like that. 
It's it's more important at this point. Nobody expects reforms. Nobody believes anybody when they say they're going to change it. Everybody just wants the whole thing abolished, strike the whole thing down, start over. You know. Yeah. And of course, we don't get there until this happens on the biggest scale forever. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's it's hard to articulate anything right now because you can't articulate anything. Yeah. yeah, man, it's hard to feel anything past just rage and hopeless. You know, and this is down the street. Yeah. There's drone shots that look like a fucking war zone, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you pretty much staying home as of right now, just because of the quarantining and everything? Yeah, I I have been just in my spot. I think I mean because because of being. Uh, sick and you know having a compromised immune system and not necessarily knowing what to trust i started quarantining maybe a week and a half before they said you gotta right. start quarantining. and yeah, i don't really plan on until september <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, so at least there's real treatment for it there's not only real treatment but like real believable factual evidence that people know what the fuck is going on yeah the life they stopped forcing people to stay inside right as we got the worst of it for us. We are at, we're, we're seeing our peaks right now, right as everybody's going outside for summer and protesting. So like nothing that anybody says about this being safe or things are open means anything to me because I'll die. Like people are, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing I'll die guys. But I'm, but I'm saying like <laughs> so many people in our general age group aren't as worried as they should be because it came out as like a thing old people get. Right. Yeah. But that's not the case. It's not the case, man. It's yeah. yeah. There's not enough known, man. So yeah, I'm camped out and I understand why people want to go protest. And I really probably would be doing the same thing. But I feel yeah. like at this point there's gotta be I don't know, man. Where's the old anonymous at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, what's the next step here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Steph, so much love to you in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, we're all, we're all feeling it, man. And yeah. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it here speaking for the city, but it's America, man. It's everywhere. Yeah. You know, it yeah. won't be two weeks before this happens somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I- there's not much to say about it. I don't know. I appreciate you guys you guys checking in and I appreciate you guys for having a funny ass show that also manages to cover all the shit that is important. Thank you for course, taking man. a second. Yeah. Thanks Can't for do taking it people time, like man. you, man. Hey. Stay safe. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk to you about a myth. And we're back. Scott, what is a myth? What's something uh, people think is true you know to be false? Uh, This is a music thing and and kind of a studio thing for me. But um, the myth that most rock people are familiar with is that Dylan, Bob Dylan, played at the Newport Folk Festival in 1965, famously plugging in and playing electric. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, a a pivot point in popular music. Right. The myth is that the crowd was beside themselves upset about this folky that they loved 
going electric and booed him and were outraged and famously uh folky pete seeger was backstage trying to cut the the microphone <laughs> cables with an axe um, okay. none Sounds of that is a little so. cartoonish <laughs> yeah to me that especially history. now right. th- there are parts of that that are, there's different versions of that that have gone around most people don't never don't believe that but but people do believe that the audience went crazy about it and not not the case. Um, I have an, I, I was reading Al Cooper's uh, memoir. It's called Backstage Passes and Backstabbing Bastards. Al Cooper is famously the guy who played uh, organ on like a Rolling Stone, kind of talked his way into it. And then you know, he had this incredible career where he produced Skinner and Blood, Sweat and Tears and all these bands through the 70s and into the 80s. Um. He was there. He was playing in Dylan's band. And he's like, no, that's not the case. People had been seeing Dylan play electric. It wasn't the first time he picked up an electric guitar. Everybody knew he was doing this. And they were very polite and everything was fine. And Pete Seeger was not trying to cut the mic cables. So that is a big myth among the music community. Now, what about the the Royal Albert Hall performance? Because... So that's one that I had on uh, I, I'm Big Dylan good authority. Head, and I have on Good Authority. No, I have the bootleg of it. Yeah. And people are people are booing kind of and like somebody's like Judas. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like not clear. I don't know. It could it could just be Bob Dylan being very uh, dramatic and picking out the one person uh, <laughs> being the Michael Jordan of of rock music, just being like, and that was all I needed. That's all. Uh, I needed. That was all I needed. Wait, so wait, was the, was the Royal Albert after the Newport show? I think it was. So like, and I think it was, it was out was there that people like, didn't touring. like. Right. It, he, it was, was sixty five. Or yeah, maybe it was, it was like 66. this weird. I like. Uh, I don't know. Reading about that whole like division, also just like watching documentaries about Dylan, where like Dylan. everything he says, people are like, "Ah, he's so funny and charming!" Right. Like freaking yeah, yeah, out. They love him, really, yeah. like puts a polite like NPR New York Intellectual Society into perspective for me. Like now, uh, I I just feel like it like puts all that whole kind of scene into, into perspective. Um, right. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it's, it's like you say, they, the, he does half the concert acoustic. Um, right. and they're, they're perfectly happy. No, again, knowing full well that he's going to play. The new stuff. Right. They're not right. like, what is going on? There's a band here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. These songs, these songs were released like a Rolling Stone was out, you know? And wait, at these um, performances, they perform other songs they've also written as <laughs> yeah. well. Huh. Yeah. So the second set, the band comes out and they play and he's, and he's definitely antagonizing them a bit because they're, right. they're, they're kind of paying lip service to the idea that they should be upset. Right. Yeah. And they're having fun. They're like, oh, but, and they start clapping to kind of drown him out for a minute. And they, the guy does shout Judas. And, and it's, it's so fantastic. The energy in it is so good. And yeah, it's the fun. Ba- the band but, but, is on fire. I mean, and, everyone should know fans don't turn on the artists they love this because they plugged a guitar into an amp. You know what I mean? Like Kanye West is out here as a white supremacist and people are like, I yeah. love everything. But have you heard early registration? Yeah, exactly. I mean, late registration. Yeah, I mean, late college registration. dropout. 
And it took me oh, a while, too. Like, even when he had that one, like, uh, moment on the Yeezus tour or the Pablo tour, he was, like, talking about Trump. And people were like, what? People were booing him that time because they were like, get yeah, this yeah. man out of here. But even then, it took me a second to be like, huh? Is that? Huh. <laughs> All right. It takes it. You don't, you don't immediately arrive to booing immediately unless they are saying right. something like, you know, have some trash, you know, political take. But it still yeah. takes a while. <laughs> it does. Yeah. People are willing to forgive a lot from their favorite yeah, artists. Absolutely. Especially yeah. like when you go to a show too, like when you know that they have a new album out that you don't like and you're just praying, you're like, please prioritize like the good earlier stuff. Like I don't yeah. like this new experimental <laughs> shit you're doing. And then it comes out and you're still like, well, I love them either way. It's not my favorite. And maybe it's less yeah. about me and it's about them expressing themselves. And that's what I'm paying. Right. Uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah, you know, something to that. Uh, yeah. you, you give give them the benefit of the doubt to a point. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> you you march with your dollars. You know, if you don't want to go to the next show, then you exactly know. right. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the George Floyd video. Another murder that would have gone completely unpunished, unremarked upon, probably if the people who were watching it didn't have cameras on. Yeah, and if the police didn't feel like just so invincible that they could just slowly, just unaccountable, just strangle someone to death, like over the course of eight minutes, like on the street with people watching and they were fired and that like, they need to be in jail. Like yesterday they need to be in jail. Two days ago, they need to be in jail. It seems like a new level, but I, I don't, know that it is i think it might just be more of the same shit that we've we just keep seeing um yeah and i can't i can't imagine what the feelings are of of people who know him people you know african-american people in this country like people who have you know children out there who you know when they see this they're this person like this is something that everybody is in in danger of happening to them if you live in America. Doesn't matter. It can yes. happen in the middle of the street in broad daylight while people look on. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm just at a point where I'm tired of like begging white people to stop killing us or thinking we are dangerous. I've had to do versions of this every time unarmed black people are killed where I try and advocate for evolving your point of view or perspective on what a black person is or how they behave, how we look at the world, what our intents are outside of just honestly living like anybody else. There's no secret to it. We're not, our houses are not different. Our parents are not different. Our upbringings are not different. We still, there's, we are human beings. And, you know, when black people call out racism, Unfortunately, in this country, white people have a habit of immediately turning off because it's a thing that we're used to seeing in America. It's like, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. Everything's racist. But, you know, and I know that most people completely turn off because I look around me and all of the evidence remains of systemic racism and white supremacy in this country and the, the point of view that black bodies are a threat and are disposable. And... You know, when we we can only advocate for our own communities in uh, to a certain point until it plateaus. 
And the reason we advocate is because we're trying to send a message to the dominant cultures, the dominant forces in our society, the hegemonic classes in our society to be allies, to understand, to see our humanity and say, hello, the only, we can only say, please stop killing us so much until you have to begin to look at your own, your own world and say, well, I have to also do some cleaning up around here too, because it's on one level, it, it's not just, and I, and I don't mean this just for black people. I mean this for any group. There are plenty of groups in this country where we need the help of everybody to make sure we are not killed or mistreated or have our, our, our autonomy and sense of agency completely disregarded. I know that people, it, it's hard to hold people accountable, especially loved ones, friends, or family, because you can alienate yourself by being like, by calling racism out. But I, there, there's really no other way. You have to begin signaling to your fellow people, no matter what community you're in, whether that's me talking to my, to Asian people I know, black people I know who might say some weird shit about another group, like, yo, yo, kill that shit. That's racist. Knock that shit off. Yeah. It's, yeah. you don't have to flip tables, but you need to, you need to at least be there to say, Bing! oh, sorry, alert. That's fucking right. not right. And I'm telling yeah. you, I know that's not right. And I don't like that you said that. I'm not going to fight you about it, but that's what it is. Because yeah. we are sticking up for ourselves as best as we can, and we are still dying. So now we need you to actually help, you know, stick up for our lives and stop listening to our music. Stop taking our culture. If you aren't going to stand and be counted when our lives are at stake, I, I don't know how else to say this. It's so I don't I don't want to see people smoking blunts and white girls or they're listening to fucking Lil Uzi Vert in their Instagram stories. And the next thing you know the the best they can muster up as a response to this racism stuff is like lol that lady lost her job from the central park thing can you believe it that's not i'm not yeah. that doesn't that doesn't heal our wounds i'd rather see a video of you coming for your friend who's calling some shit ghetto or saying oh look at those thugs over call that shit out that right. that makes me feel like you are actually trying to to do something and actually advocate and i uh again i know it's uncomfortable but by doing nothing, we will continue to bear the brunt of unfettered white supremacy. Um, so you can continue to be comfortable around your racist peers. And I just really? want to say, please, please, everybody out here is a human being. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Arab. It's all, we are all just trying to fucking live, man. And the, the whole deck is already stacked against us. Everybody, everybody. So what, why are we wasting our energy looking at each other like we don't give a fuck about each other? It's going to eat you up inside. You need to open. We all need to just open ourselves up to really sticking up for our fellow human being no matter what. Whether that if you're a black person and you hear somebody making some stupid comment about an Asian person and the fucking coronavirus, shut that shit down. If you want to fucking say something about a, 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 a Hispanic person going to their job or whatever, you want to say some dumb shit, you hear somebody say something, or you even have a thought and you think, oh, oh, I made a joke in my head. Please bring awareness to that because that's the only yeah. way we're going to move forward. We can't continue to do the cycle of, oh my God, you're right, that's bad, and then just let the flame die out because yeah. having to walk around and think, fuck, man, it could, could somebody just think, is it okay... Like the, the, this crosses my mind all the time. I have to throw my, I pick up my dog shit and I might be something near someone's driveway and I want to throw the dog shit away in their, their garbage can. That's kind of up the driveway. Not even that far. 
But I have to think, (laughs) is it safe for me to approach to throw dog shit away? Because I don't know this neighborhood. I don't know if someone's looking out their window and is just ready to looks at me at some certain way. It's tiring. We can only, I think, just as an entire race of human beings, everybody, we we have to look at each other and just shut all this bullshit down man because the f- look at look at where it goes fucking it's gonna it's and it's only gonna be five days so i'm saying the same thing again and i'll say it yeah but fuck all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back yeah. Well, thank we you. are thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by the hilarious, the talented super producer Anna Hosnier. Um, okay, I'm gonna try an AK for the first time. <clears throat> oh wow! Um, Set the table. When my family is missing, the rest don't matter, and that's all I have. But. it's because i've been listening to marin morris's the bones and uh naturally um you guys have spent time in an office setting with me and maybe i don't have the most appropriate behavior at any point but um i do when songs get stuck in my head it i have to change the lyrics and the lyrics always um are your your parent your someone's missing yes. in your family? Yes, you my find lyrics always find themselves back to a person in my, either my entire family being missing or a person in my family being missing, and me being truly uh, just just. But they've always been missing for like a long time. Yeah, too. that's the problem. Yeah, is I've been missing I for like years, and yeah. it's you guys it's always very tales. strange. It's always weird when you you start to do, or I know you're about to do that bit, and there's like guests <laughs> or other people who aren't in the fam in the office and you're like but here's the thing miles i don't know if you know this about my family I go what that they've been missing for 15 years and you're and you're like yes and then it's you do your got it's gotten me once or twice over <laughs> and the then years. she yeah. does her and then she'll be like yeah they've just been missing and i can't yeah. find them and i'm like i'm sorry person we're trying to make some kind yeah. of development deal with podcasts like uh this is a bit <laughs> You'd be like, uh, yeah. sorry, there's actually a Dateline episode about it if you want to get caught up on what happened. <laughs> yeah, so Blew anyway. up our Fallon development deal. We, yeah. we almost had that guy. <laughs> he went straight to Elmo. It was bad. <laughs> Unfortunately, my family has been missing for years, and for I don't years. know where they yeah. are. And uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's kind of the, uh, I don't know why, but that's kind of the gist of where my mind always goes. That's, to I love that that's trauma. your brand. My family's missing. Hi. Uh, Anna, in addition to being a super producer, you're also one of my favorite podcast hosts in the world. Uh, You host Ethnically Ambiguous, uh, which we've talked about before on this show. You also host a recap show called Deckheads. Yes. Deckheads. It's it's, uh, about the Below Deck TV series, notoriously hated and loved by the fans. They cannot mm-hmm. decide yes. if they like me and Nick Turner's critiques on it, but there's something funny about the reactions we get. Uh, I have of- not watched <laughs> Deckheads, and I still love Below Deck. It's, or, it's, sorry, I have not watched <laughs> Below Deck, oh, okay. but I still love Deckheads. 
Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of of people who are like, oh my God, thank you for making this show watchable. And then other people being like, I just quit the show and now I'm just listening to you guys. And then other people being like, I have some bones to pick with your your opinions on these characters. But Uh they're always like, uh, it's it's just a fun ride because you don't know what you're going to get. And people really love these characters. Like to a point where you're like. Talk about parasocial relationships. Huh. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, that guy's not a great guy, but I guess if you had to see him on a TV show over and over and over again, I I mean... You'd be slowly worn down. Yeah, like, there's a character that I started out being like, I don't think so. You are not a good person. And now I'm like, leave him alone! (laughs) So, uh, I guess I understand what they're coming from. Name names, name names. Captain Lee. I struggled with Captain Lee for a long time. Oh, Really? Yeah. Didn't wow. you see him in that tell-all from the last season, the way he was being real dismissive when uh, the one black crew member was like, I don't, I didn't feel comfortable the way things were being handled like on this ship. Like, that is, that really is my problem. every episode. They're like, <laughs> yeah, uh, do you feel like your st- Chief Stu handled that sexual harassment situation good? And he's like, honestly, uh, I you know, I, I think she did. Uh, if it had escalated further, she would have let me know and I would have turned the boat out. around. Okay. And you're like, look, ah, there you is can tell some... by my body, I used to be a weightlifter in my 20s. There's I'm just a lot of, he, there's a lot yeah, of that blind show, though, spots. It's funny because it's like a lot of people know Below Deck, but they don't talk about Below Deck. Like it's something right. you've come across and maybe people don't, I don't talk about Below Deck, but I've seen damn near every episode. Uh, so <laughs> I think for anybody who's seen the Bravo uh, buffet of trash, you've, you've sampled the deck. Got your finger on the yeah. pulse. It's a fun show, though. I li- I really like boats, and I really like sailing and all that, and I just love, like, water sports, so it's fun to just watch people. And, and I feel like I've also really learned a lot about, like, being, like, a deckhand. Like, I'm always like, ooh, mm. yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to give some <laughs> slack on that line, or you're going to hit the dock. <laughs> you're the- like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So anyway. <laughs> I got to do an overrated now? Yeah, yeah do an overrated. You got to do an overrated, Jason. All right, so part of me wants to say Peloton, but I don't have it, so I can't really (laughs) from experience. But it does feel like a cult, and it does feel like it's overrated, and the fact that you have to pay all the time for that. The the thing, though, that I... Why? It's the type of thing you can give your wife who's already in good shape a complex and say, here, get it. Right. Yeah, get in (laughs) shape. It'll be the first thing that she's ever tried on her own. it'll, It'll make her grow as a human. It's the best thing you ever tried on your own that I bought for you. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm really doing it, you guys. Uh, yeah. okay. uh, maybe that is it. Maybe I was going to say, your first picture, when, you're, when your before picture looks like an after picture, Peloton. Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, what was your so my other one was going to be like, and maybe this is showing my age, but I have always thought, and I tried to get into his music a little bit, but Skrillex, DJ Skrillex, I don't know what the fuck you call him, but dubstep and Skrillex and that stuff. And maybe that's me being, I thought for a long time, I'm like, hey, I'm just an old guy. I don't get it. I'm not into it. But then I was like, you know what? It's like, uh, honestly, like I love so many different kinds of music. I love so many different kinds of new music that's out there. I love all kinds of music. This music, I think, is super overrated. And I think it falls into the category of we are calling this person a genius just because I think we're supposed to call this person a genius. He's not a genius. He's not. Right. He's doing something. He's doing something, but like it's He's overrated. doing something, this Skrillex. He's doing something over here. <laughs> He's pushing buttons. 
He's yeah. pushing. You know, I think Jay well, dubstep. I think is really interesting. I, I, a, I love that this is a take from 2011 that we have just yeah. got to. In 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But is it time? Can we now? Do we have yeah. enough distance that we can Overrated. now look at it Overrated. and be like, Jay's right, time we were, capsule. What the? And f- also, like, he looks like Corey Feldman like with an interesting haircut. Let's be real. He does. Uh, but yeah. I think you know. With dubstep, like me, I'm also a musician. I love making music, playing music. And when I first heard dubstep and tried to make it, that was when I had respect for them. Because when you actually okay. look at like a, like any kind of synthesizer software or whatever, and to do all those, it's a lot of work. But yeah, to right. a certain point. So he point, doesn't understand it. But yeah. But also to a certain point, though, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm trying to think of like, well, maybe there is some dubstep we could get you into. Maybe Skrillex was the wrong venture in there. Maybe like a Rusko yeah. remix of a song you yes. already know. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I mean, I'll say one more thing that that I think is overrated, just because I want to have my own thing, is that when we were in Madison, Wisconsin in the winter doing shows there at a great club, the comedy club on stage, uh, everybody was like, you, you got to go to the indoor farmer's market. They're like, you got it. There's this indoor farmer's market. You got to go to the indoor. Fa- have you been to everybody? Have you been to the indoor farmer's market? It's like nothing you've, you've ever seen You've never before. seen anything like indoor <laughs> farmer's no, no. market. It's in a convention center. We're like an indoor farmer's market. So basically a supermarket. Yeah, right. Because yeah. <laughs> they get their stuff from farms. Whole Foods. Like every Whole Foods we've ever been in, in our lives. <laughs> so that's the thing we've never seen before. All right. That's that was overrated. Wow. That was definitely overrated. Yeah. That was definitely overrated. But yeah, I think, uh, uh, I, but I will say, I don't think you're missing anything by putting the Skrillex albums to bed, you know? Yeah. So, Thank you. I mean, yeah. yeah. And by the way, that wasn't, that wasn't a knock on all of dubstep. True. True. <laughs> I mean, but someone, but people who like were like nine fans, years past it though. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. People who are big. I love it. People. Yeah. I, I had mean, to get Shaq, it off my Shaquille, like, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is a huge dubstep fan. If you see him but, now, he's like, he loves going to these dubstep shows and even DJs now. It's and so he's funny. The he's, hippest person we know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he's like, uh, his whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the idea of of uh, Jay's gonna now take on uh, who's he gonna take on at this point? He's like the Tommy Gachi egg people. Yeah. You're going down, <laughs> bitches. You're going down, Bandai. <laughs> yeah. No, but I I kind of agree that like you know disco had such a profound backlash like after it was popular, but I feel like maybe. Uh, dubstep didn't fully have that moment. It just we just sort of like moved away from it, and we're like, well, that was that was weird. But yeah, uh, well, maybe well, it is yeah. kind of like that disco. Yeah, I too. mean, until they're like at baseball games, they're smashing up Skrillex records in front of people. Right. Then you know, maybe, yeah. By the way, then we dubstep. met the guy who did that. We met the oh, guy who did that. Yeah, that promotion. It, it, it. By the way, that was one of the only times. So it happened That's between, in Chicago, right? Right, it happened in between. It's uh, Dahl. Dave Dahl was his uh, name. Steve Dahl. Steve Dahl was the guy's name. And he. it was between a doubleheader. It was one of the only times that they canceled the second game that wasn't due to weather and it wasn't due to anything else. It was that and the other time they canceled it was like in the 60s. I think they had like five cent beer night in Cleveland and like everyone got so crazy. They're like, we got to cancel this. Right, right, right. Right. For people who don't know, I yeah, there was like a group ritual mind. smashing of disco records because of like, everyone's like, this is not, we're, we can't let rock go for this. Disco like, this sucks. Was it at Kaminsky, right? It was in Chicago? Yeah, it was at Kaminsky, the old Kaminsky yeah. Park. That's my next yeah. take. Disco, overrated. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> heard it. Date, you date. heard it right here. Yeah. Why do you like me now? <laughs> you just dropped the mic, folks. 
All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.